0: May 2nd, it's a beautiful day in the Midwest. We got a couple days of sunshine, warm weathers, starting to look more and more like spring. Hey, thanks for joining us this morning. If you haven't subscribed to my podcast channel, you can go over to affirmamerica.com, put in your email address, and when the new episode comes out, we'll email that link to you. You can also reach me at uh, Marquis at AffirmAmerica.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-I-S at AffirmAmerica.com. Today is day's news you can use. We got the top five headlines for you. Let's get started right away. Number five, food prices soar. Farmer price index up 31% compared to March of 2021. The March Prices Paid Index for Commodities and Services, Interest, Taxes, and Farm Wage Rates at 131.2 is up 1.4% from February of 2022 and 13% from March of 2021. Higher prices in March for Complete Feeds, Diesel, Other Services, and Field Crops more than offset lower prices for feeder cattle and other machinery, nitrogen, and repairs. Breitbart, the prices of U.S. farm products continued to rise in March, reflecting the inflationary pressures gripping the U.S. economy and fears that the war in Ukraine and sanctions in Russia could lead to food shortages around the globe. The Department of Agriculture said Friday that its index of prices received by U.S. farmers increased 6.3% from February and 31% from March of 2021. The index tracks prices paid by initial buyers from U.S. farms, the first step of the food production chain in the U.S. Okay, so this doesn't surprise us. Uh, We are all aware that inflation is a problem. You can see it at the grocery stores, especially in the meat department. You can also see it at the pump in your gas prices. And I'm sure you're also seeing it reflected in your utility bills. Inflation is a direct result of too much spending, too much printing of money. And here we are in an inflationary situation. If you're old enough, you remember what inflation was like back in the 1980s when we had double digit inflation. Home loan interest rates were the double digits, and we had interest rates at very high rates. So this is what we're going to expect to see. Already today, the government is trying to unwind a lot of the bonds and assets they purchased when they began to print and purchase assets, printing money, buying bonds, buying assets, stocks, And now they're going to try to unwind that by selling off all these assets. This is why we saw the stock market drop by 900 points on Friday. This is what creates the jitters in the markets. So if you have 401ks, IRAs, retirement accounts, pensions, things like that, they're all going to be affected. So we can thank the Biden administration for all of their reckless spending and also their reckless printing of money. These are the things that create high inflationary. All right, headline number four. Disney, again, is in the news. Disney exec responsible for response to Florida parental rights bill resigns. The Disney public relations executive, who had a key role in the company's disastrous response to a Florida law barring public school teachers from discussing woke sex and gender fluidity theories, is leaving the beleaguered company after just three months. Chief Corporate Affairs Officer, maybe it's Jeff Morell, who crafted the company's initial neutral stance on the law, said in a letter obtained by CNBC the job was a bad fit. Disney later reversed its position under pressure from fringe groups and activist employees, and its stock has since plummeted. Ron DeSantis signed into a law a bill stripping Disney of long-standing tax breaks and carve-outs that gave its Orlando theme park unprecedented autonomy. It has long been commented that the easiest thing for a company to do regarding political matters is to not do anything. Taking a stand ultimately means you stand a part of a portion of your customer base. On the matter of the Florida law, it has been foolish for Disney to get involved. The law had no direct involvement with the company, and in the end they have managed to alienate a significant number of parents who serve as its core customer base. So there you go. This is why corporations need to stay out of the political arena All this woke, cancel culture, gender, culture, equality, equity. These are all socialist, far extreme ideas. Once you put your foot into it, you immediately alienate half of your customer base. And Disney is a huge parent-child business. And once you tick off the parents, well, good luck. You might as well close your doors because parents are not going to send their children to be indoctrinated with queer LGBTQ characters at the Magic Kingdom. I mean, they were removing things like princes and princesses. They were removing ladies and gentlemen. These are all woke, far-left ideas that Disney has absolutely no business promoting in their theme park. That was a big mistake from Jeff Morrell, and it's good that he is gone and anybody else that comes in and thinks that they can commandeer a corporation with their woke ideology, then the American people and the parents will stand up and push back. All right, headline number three. Texas Rep. Encourages Elon Musk to Move Twitter to Texas. Texas State Representative Tan Parker told Fox Business that Musk should absolutely consider moving Twitter from California to Texas, just like he did with Tesla. Musk officially moved Tesla's headquarters to Texas in 2021 after tensions between the California government regarding COVID-19 rules with California State Assemblywoman Loreno Gonzalez tweeting F. Elon Musk in 2020. He said at the time, the new Texas facility offered more room for growth. Elon made a tremendous decision, the right choice, when he brought Tesla to Texas, when he brought SpaceX to Texas. I think it's no different in his decision making here for Twitter. He realized that Texas is the most business-friendly state in America and that we are open for business, Parker said. The National Review, Parker added, we are a low-tax state. We have no state income tax. Pretty extraordinary environment. Look at California by comparison, obviously tremendous state income tax, and they're taxed so heavily, obviously, at the local level, particularly in the Bay Area. Musk has said that he wants to make Twitter better than ever. Free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy, and Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated. Musk said in a statement on the deal, I also want to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating the spam bots and authenticating all humans. So again, here you go. You have states like California that are regulating and taxing businesses out of their state. Then you have states like Texas that cut regulations, cut taxes, Where do you think the businesses are going to go? This is typical of Democrats. They want to control everything by taxing and spending. These are the problems that we have when politicians do this. That's why we have inflation. That's why we have a slowing economy. That's why we have open borders. This is very typical of the far left, and this is where the Democratic Party has gone. It's lurched to the extreme left. So Elon Musk, he's a smart businessman. He's going to go where the most incentive is so that he can be the most successful and most profitable to his shareholders. All right, headline number two. CNN calls for social media regulation. As soon as they lose power, they want to regulate it. CNN's David Zerowick. Dangerous with Elon Musk buying Twitter. We need to look to Europe. You need regulation. Glenn Greenwald. I'll keep pointing it out. The leading agitators and activists for censorship are employees of media corporations, in part because they believe only they can be trusted to speak, in part to eliminate competition as they collapse. They got it right. Glenn Greenwald has it right. The media companies are collapsing because nobody listens to them. The, the far left, they're, they're very biased. Nobody, their, their ratings prove that people don't listen to what they're saying. So because they're panicking, then they want to regulate. They want to control the narrative so that people will watch them. This is typical of someone that's in a panic mode, someone that feels they're losing control, So the way they get control back is by regulating free speech. So CNN, we know, a fake news network. Donald Trump pointed it out. We could all see it. If you have any common sense, you watch CNN, you'll see that it's very biased. It's a direct mouthpiece for the Democratic Party. All right, headline number one, DHS Secretary Mayorkas asserts disinformation board will be absolutely neutral. As then name and the mission and the staffing of the disinformation board continue to raise concern, from the story Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas said there's no question he could have more effectively communicated the purpose of his newly created disinformation board after critics framed it as a crackdown on free speech. Mayorkas explained Sunday that the board specifically addresses disinformation that presents a security threat to the homeland. Disinformation from Russia, from China, from Iran, from the cartels, he said. The post-millennial DHS Secretary Mayorkas claims Nina Jankiewicz will absolutely be neutral and is a renowned expert in the field of disinformation. RNC Research DHS Secretary Mayorkas says Biden's ministry of truth will be safeguarding the right of of free speech. Well, if you've ever watched um, Nina on her Instagram singing Julie Andrews' song from The Sound of Music, you'll understand who this person is. She's not qualified to be a disinformation minister of truth because she's obviously very biased. And the government has no business in being the arbitrator of what's true and what's not true. This is exactly why the Founding Fathers had the separation of powers. So what's up with the Democrats? I mean, don't they read the Constitution? Don't they understand the separation of powers that they could even consider monitoring disinformation and free speech? It's absurd. It's ridiculous. And there's going to be a lot of pushback on it. And it's going to end up in the Supreme Court. And it's just uh, another example of the Democrats panicking because they're losing big time in the polls. I know they're going to get creamed in the midterms. And so this is a last-ditch effort for them to try to regain their control over the American people. So keep that in mind as you go to the primaries starting tomorrow. In Ohio is the first primary season, kicks off, and they'll be coming to other states. Make sure you get out and vote. Make sure you voice your most important opinion, the right to vote. And let's take back our country. Okay, there's your top five headlines for the new week, Monday, May the 2nd, 2022. Thanks very much for watching and listening. And we'll see you again tomorrow on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandermark. Have a great day. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it.